All right, well, good morning. Um, I want to talk to you about this guy. Uh, he's one of my heroes, and his name is uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, some of the adults might know who he is. Uh, he was a uh, Russian author uh, and a uh, Soviet dissident uh, who protested the Soviet Union, uh, and he was exiled from Russia to the United States. And in 1978, Alexander Solzhenitsyn uh, gave the commencement address at Harvard University. And he gave a talk uh, that was entitled, A World Split Apart. It's a remarkable piece of rhetoric uh, from one of the greatest minds of the 20th century. And you really should read it in its entirety, but I want to focus on one thing that he talked about. Uh, what he saw as the dominant pathology, or the dominant evil, in the non-Soviet world. Uh, and he drew attention to it in this speech at Harvard. And he said it was a distinct lack of courage. He said, say what you will about the Soviets, but the one thing they don't lack is courage. Solzhenitsyn called it, quote, the most striking feature which an outside observer notices in the West. And he said this in 1978. Solzhenitsyn is hardly the first person to decry a lack of courage in society. You're reading the Iliad, of course. And the Iliad is an epic poem about soldiers in battle. Uh, but it's also a poem that tries to capture something about the essence of what it means to be human. Homer talks a lot about the value of courage and the dangers of cowardice. He calls courage the greatest power in Book 9. He refers to those who lack it as non-entities in Book 11. Perhaps we can forgive the harshness of the poet's language about cowardice if we remember that he's trying to underscore an important point about what it means to be human. Solzhenitsyn and Homer give voice to a traditional idea about human flourishing that has all but vanished from the world today. That courage is essential to the flourishing of both individuals and society at large. It's a potential that must become actualized in our lives if we're going to be uh, fully human and live in accord with our nature as social beings. So what is courage? It's not, as many of my students over the years are inclined to think, mere fearlessness, an inborn trait that we either have or we don't have. Rather, courage is a virtue. It's a habit that we can cultivate and develop. It can be tended and developed, or it can be neglected, and it can wither away. Courage is the habitual overcoming of our fears to do what it is that we ought to do. It's the character trait that allows us to subordinate our will to our reason, precisely when our will might be encouraging us to do the easy thing, even when we know it's neither true nor good. C.S. Lewis calls courage the form of every virtue at its testing point. You can be loving, you can be faithful, but if you're not courageous, when it becomes hard to be loving and faithful, you're not going to be loving and faithful at all. Solzhenitsyn concluded his reflections at Harvard with a poignant reminder. Should one point out that from ancient times, declining courage has been considered the beginning of the end? A Catholic young man who has repeatedly practiced the virtue of courage in his youth will have no problem when he gets to college telling his secular roommates that he needs to skip Saturday night's party because he will be waking up early on Sunday morning to go to Mass. A young man who has not cultivated the virtue of courage 
won't be able to do that. Perhaps we will, he will attempt to justify or rationalize his decision to skip Mass and come to believe the lie that skipping Mass isn't really a big deal. A Catholic young woman with pro-life convictions who has repeatedly practiced the virtue of courage will never allow a pro-abortion professor or her pro-abortion classmates to intimidate her into silence. A pro-life young woman who does not have the virtue of courage, even if she is stalwart and unflinching in her true and good moral stance, will acquiesce quickly to the unreasonable demands of her pro-abortion classmates and professors, and she will remain silent even when she should speak up, which is really no different uh, from complicity in the evil act itself. And so I want to encourage you today, uh, and really over the next four years, uh, to do whatever you can to try to cultivate that habit of courage. You are in a safe place. Uh, you are in a place where you can practice the difficult skill and the difficult habit of courage by speaking up in discussions, even when you don't want to. Uh, by raising your hand and asking a question that has been gnawing at you, even when you feel slightly uncomfortable doing that. Start with small steps and practice the virtue of courage now while it's safe so that you can live a courageous and virtuous life when you're an adult. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.